know I had my coffee in bed this morning and the kids were like, do you want bacon, do you want eggs? And all I wanted was Vegemite on toast, but it was amazing. Joe, some of you here today are experiencing their very first Mother's Day. I can remember my first Mother's Day and I think all of you would agree that there's just that extra sense of excitement because you get to celebrate what everyone else has celebrated for so long and you're actually one of them. It's like, it's very special. So I hope today that you all get copious amounts of tea and coffee. <laughs> Tash is like, yes, please, Chris. <laughs> and extra cuddles because, you know, we deserve that every day. We do. But today, Mother's Day, it just allows us, it allows our children, I should say, to just give us that bit of extra loving and appreciation for all that we do every day. But today we just get to share in that special moment. So being a mum is a huge responsibility. I think all of us could agree. But take comfort in knowing that our Heavenly Father created us to be exactly what he needed us to be to be able to fulfill our role as mum, as heart of the family. I know I do at times feel really overwhelmed. I'm sure you all do too. I know I have conversations with all you beautiful ladies out there who share that they just they can't cope. Am I doing the right thing? Um, I don't have the answer to this question. And it's good that we can chat to each other, but it's just so important for us to call out to our Heavenly Father. I'll share, um, I'll get a little bit personal. So everyone always says, oh my gosh, Hayley, you've got eight mums, you're like superwoman, and your house is always so tidy, and your children are nine times out of ten really well behaved. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes... I can feel really lonely. I think that's fair to say that all of us can at times. Even though we've got our husbands or our our children, our parents, our friends, our work colleagues, even the school mums, and we can stand there and we can laugh and we can join conversations, but in here we can feel really, really alone and quite desperate at times. And it's times like this that our Father desires to sit with us, for us to sit and have one-on-one with him. Our children laugh at me because they used to say, who are you talking to? You're talking to yourself. Now they know that I'm just talking to the Lord throughout the day. But I I wrote, I got asked to um, do a message today. And on Tuesday, I asked my mum to have Toby so I could sit in my office nook on the computer and write the message. And I did it. And I text Matt and I was like, I've already done it. And he wrote back saying, very impressive. So he came home and I read it to him and he went, it's good. It's very good, but it sounds like you've written an essay. And we know that you get A's in English, but that's not what it's about. And I was like, ooh, it's good criticism. So I took it on board and it was getting quite late. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to go to bed and we'll just, Lord have your way with me. I thought maybe in my own strength and writing about what I know and different things. And I woke up Wednesday morning, oh my goodness, I had a fever. (laughs) My eyes and my nose were streaming. I was so unwell and I was sitting down having a couple with the Lord and I thought he was going to like console me but he didn't he gave me a bit of a smack (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh. So he showed me where I was lacking 
He showed me where I was lacking in my savings in finance. And I truly believe that it was listening after Andrew Stone and came and shared. My goodness, he was amazing. I didn't even know anything about the 2.5% uh, of the first fruits. I had no idea. I, I didn't know. So I wasn't doing the finances biblically. And I also wasn't doing it biblically because I had to apologise to my husband because I have a little bit of control <laughs> issue when it comes to finances. I'm sure many of us do. I've had lots of conversations with people and it's not just myself. I know that it's lots of us because you sit down and you do the budget and it's so satisfying to tick the boxes as you go down. <laughs> but I had to apologise to Matt because I wasn't submitting fully to my husband, which is biblical. The Lord was saying to me, everything gets paid, Haley. You do a great job. There's nothing outstanding. Everything gets paid. But Matt and I never be able to put away as much as what we'd like for our savings. And he said, my actions were affecting our savings because I wasn't submitting to Matt. I wasn't allowing Matt to fulfill his role of head of the home. And I thought, oh my gosh. Now, we've been together for 21 years and about three times over the years, I've begrudgingly given Matt the finances. And he still pays everything, but our savings like flourish. And I'm like, oh my, like how? Because we've got exactly the same, but that's so bizarre. And then I get all excited and then I take it back. And it's not as though I go and spend lots of money on lots of different things. And, but it just goes back down to normal. So I had to apologise. I was lacking in not submitting to Matt. And like I say, I really believe that it was just Andrew Stone because I've released myself of finances. But I've done it from a place where I don't have that, oh, I wonder what he's, if he's going to pay everything or I wonder if everything's going to get paid on time. I don't, even, I don't have that now. And I, so it's just, I had to apologise to Matt and graciously hand it over. So he was showing me where he was lacking there. And he also showed me where I was lacking in regards to flourishing mums. Um, the Lord put on my heart, probably about three and a half years ago or so, lost track of time, um, to start up a mums and bubs group for the ladies of the church who had small babies. Um, I've been in a season of small children for a long time, and um, even Toby is not even three yet, so he's still little, but I always used to feel like I missed out. I had like this yearning and this desire to go to the evening meetings, but with Matt being the pastor, nine times out of ten he had to be there, and my older children weren't old enough to sit at home if the kids were in bed, and I always had like this yearning. I felt like I was missing out, that I wasn't connecting to the family, and... Oh, so the Lord had put on my heart, he gave me a vision and he said, sit on it and wait for me to open the door. So I sat on it. I only shared with Matt and I sat on it for about a year until the opportunity came and I was so excited and it was just so natural and so easy. Um, and we did it for a, a couple of years and then he said, when your heart's not in it anymore, it's time to hang up the gloves. And I, I knew that it was over, but I still kept trying to do it in my own flesh and it just wasn't, wasn't being everything that it could have been and what it had been. So we laid that down to rest. And then I had the opportunity to step in to ladies. 
And God showed me some of the ladies that have got small children were coming up to me and saying, oh, Hayley, I really wish I could come along to ladies, but I've got the children and it's just, it's not really possible to do it. And I would look at them and I would say, I understand. Like, I've been in that season for a really long time. And I would hear their, I'd hear their voices and that longing and that need to feel connected to the church family and to walk alongside other ladies in faith. And I saw, not the pain in their eyes, but I saw exactly how I used to feel. It was like looking in a mirror. And, my, and the Lord would just whisper, how did that make you feel? And it was three times in a week that I had different conversations. And the Lord said, to start it. And uh, to be honest, I really didn't want to because I don't have little babies, babies anymore. And I've been like, say, it's just a new season. It's going into new things. But the Lord said, just do it. And you know who's on your heart to take over, to pray and to hand the baton over after Christmas. So I had a meeting with Pastor Paul and I said, look, the Lord's asking me to do flourishing mums. Can I do it? And he said, I wouldn't usually do it right before Christmas and start up a new ministry, but there's a void, so fill it. And the lovely Benika sitting at the back over there. So she'd been on my heart um, to take over the ministry. And I didn't know. I texted her. And I said to her, I'm thinking of doing Flourishing Mums. The Lord's put on my heart. And lo and behold, Benika replied and said, last week I asked the Lord about starting Flourishing Mums. And I was like, oh my goodness. It's like impeccable God's timing. But where he was showing me to get back on track, sorry, of where I was lacking was that I pray for Benika. I pray for her. I pray for Lewis. I pray for her three beautiful children for health. So she can host Flourishing Mums every week. Benika has a passion and a dream to open up Flourishing Mums to the community, to invite people in and show them love and just experience God's presence. And that it's not a norm baby group, it's not gossip, it's not slander, it's just in a place of peace and it's just unity, it's just nice, it's just, it's godly. (laughs) And he showed me that even though I pray, he says, I hear your prayers. He said, I hear your prayers, Haley, but you don't sit and have one-on-one with Benika. You're lacking. You don't hold her hand. You don't pray together. You don't know all the ins and outs of what's going on in each other's lives. I don't have to sit there when we don't have to share absolutely everything, but we don't have that rapport. Yes, we love each other. We're sisters in Christ. We're neighbours. We walk across the park, but we just don't have that one-on-one to do with flourishing mums that he's entrusted us as mums to do. So I apologise to Benika, and now we're going to catch up fortnightly. But he showed me where I was lacking. He showed me where I was lacking because I sat down and spent some time with him. And when I thought he was going to go, oh, I feel better, Hayley, he actually corrected me and where I was lacking so mums have been designed to be kind loving caring compassionate human beings forgiving that's a big one and being a godly mum in an ungodly world it really isn't easy it's not easy so we need to pray for each other daily 
more often. Prayers are so powerful. Imagine if all of us in this room were to pray for our mums and our wives who are mothers to our children. God hears our prayers. There are some great stories of mothers in the Bible. Um, There was Sarah, the mother who waited. Now I know we can all relate to waiting, whether it was waiting to conceive a baby, whether it's waiting for your teenager to come home after their curfew and you're sitting there with worry. There's Hagar, the mother who endured. We've all endured things over the years. There's Leah and Rachel, the mothers who had to share. There's Naomi, the mother-in-law who shared her faith. Now, I don't know about you guys, but at church, sometimes I'm hesitant and I miss that opportunity to share something. I'm learning to not hesitate and to share my faith. It's so important. And there's Elizabeth, the mother who believed in miracles. Us mums carry a big burden for our children. We call it a sixth sense or a maternal instinct. Do you know, we seem to know when our kids are in trouble or causing trouble. Do you know, when they're dealing with something emotionally or spiritually, sometimes the Lord reveals to us when our children need help or are hurting in silence. A couple of years ago, I've shared this testimony with some of you, so I'm sorry if, you're, if I'm repeating myself to you, but um, God gave me a vision of Danny standing in the shower with cuts on him. My heart sank and I just knew that he was showing me something for a reason. He also said to me that you, you're not to get involved, you have to hand him to me. And you have to pray for him every day. But I've got him and I'm going to keep him safe. I shared it obviously with Matt, but I didn't share it with anyone else. The Lord gave me instructions and I followed them. As a mum, that is one of the hardest things I've had to do because I knew my son, our son was depressed and he was battling thoughts in his head and he was harming himself. And I've heard of other people and I'd never in a million years would have thought that it would have been one of our children. For a whole year, I had to pray for Danny. A whole year. There were so many times when I just wanted to say to him, have you done it anymore? Are you all right? And every time I went to open my mouth, the Lord put the handbrake on and he was like, no. I've got him. It was a year later that Danny had left his diary on the kitchen bench and I was washing up and the Lord said to me, open it. And I was like, no. And then he said to me a second time, Hayley, open it. I was like, Lord, no, it's his diary, no. He asked me a third time and the page that I opened it to Danny was writing and thanking Jesus for saving him from his suicidal thoughts, that he didn't self-harm anymore, that he was on fire for Jesus, that the devil had no claim to his life anymore and it wasn't in his head. It was a whole year I had to trust the Lord. He's the one person 
in this entire universe that you can trust 100% without a doubt. He will never fail you. He will never let you fall. And when he gives you his promise, it's truth. It's real. Even when he asks us to do things that go against the grain, not on our agenda, things that make us feel really uncomfortable and they don't feel right, we have to trust him. If I hadn't have trusted him, if I had poked Danny and keep asking him different things, our boy might not be here today. I would have interrupted the plan that God has for our son's life. He's got a heart for the Lord. He's passionate. He's on fire. And as his mum, I had to obey what the Lord was asking me to do. Chloe, I'm being personal here because I'm up here sharing a word of encouragement, I suppose. It was completely different to what I was going to share. But I suppose just Chloe-Anne. Chloe has had a huge impact on me, being her mum. She was battling a voice in her head. She was unhappy. My heart ached so intensely for my daughter because my mum's kiss and cuddle couldn't make her better. It couldn't fix her ouchie. Once again, the Lord said to me, you need to go into battle for your daughter. You need to go into prayer for her. You need to go into spiritual warfare. I have never experienced such an intense fight in all my life in the privacy of just being alone with God and fighting for my daughter's thoughts. When I felt scared and weak, and it was just too much, and I'd be shaking from praying so intensely. I didn't even know what I was saying, because obviously you're speaking in tongues, and I'm not usually very aggressive, but, oh, I even had spit coming out of my mouth. I was so, like, really on intensely fighting for her, and the Lord would, I feel him scoop me, pick me up, like, come on, you've got this. I'm with you. We're fighting for her. He gave me the strength to keep going. It's not as though I could go to my mum and dad here. Mum and dad, I've got to go into spiritual warfare for Chloe. I'm feeling really like... Because they don't understand, they don't have a faith. It's not that I felt ashamed or embarrassed, but the Lord had told me what to do. He didn't say, go and ask everyone to pray with you. If he had, I would have. He told me to go into battle for my daughter, and I did. So I'm just sharing this because he guides us. He entrusts us as our children's mothers. We have to trust him with our children. He has a plan for them as well as he has a plan for us. He can't unfold their plan the way that he has it set out if we meddle in it in our own strength 
Eric from once said, so I read this the other day and I, it really, it packed a punch. It says, the mother-child relationship is paradoxical and in a sense tragic. It requires the most intense love on the mother's side, yet this very love must help the child grow away from the mother's to become fully independent. Reading this, to me, it's like the love that our, has, our father has for us. As children, he feeds us milk. As adults, he feeds us meat. He does this so we can grow in our faith, so we can stand firm and we can stand strong in his love. He guides us, he parents us. It's hard for us mums to let go. I'm sure most of you will remember the first day that you have to take your little ones to school, and they're so tiny. And they're holding on to your hand for dear life. And it's, they're in this room with all these other children and this lovely teacher right in their face. Hello! And they're like, oh my gosh. And you just want to scoop them up and you want to take them home with you and just hold them for that little bit longer. Your whole part of your mummy's heartstrings are pulling. But you have to entrust the school and the teacher to help guide your children and for them to learn. I'm battling it now because I've just enrolled Toby into school for next year and he is going to literally be three and a half. He's going to be the baby of the whole kindy and he's our last. So I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so there are so many firsts that us mums get to the privilege of experiencing. We experience the first words, which and there's usually the dads going, dad, 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 dad. And then there's the mums going, mum, 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 mum. But we all know that dad is the easiest sound to make. That's why they say it first. Do you know, it's, it's the first laughs, the first steps, the first kiss is better. Letting go of your child to allow to, them to make their own way into the world is a really hard thing to do. Yet mums all over the world have been doing it since the beginning of time. Even Mary had to let go of Jesus. Jesus, while suffering on the cross, spent some of his last strength speaking words to his mum and to his friend John. John 26 to 27. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, he is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Do you know, knowing he was dying, Jesus made sure that his mother was cared for by someone who he entrusted and loved. Jesus, for us, is the model of a good son to a mother. Kids here, both young and old, do you know, honour and love your mum. Treat her with respect. So even if you don't have a good relationship with your mum, she gave birth to you. God chose her to be your mum. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
know this blows me away. I've just said it, but every single one of you, God chose your mum. He knitted us in her womb in the image of him. He gave us mothers, and mothers shape our children, who in turn shape the world. That is a lot of responsibility. But God has seen fit to entrust us women as mothers. That's the role that we play. He built us and created us for this very role. So when you feel overwhelmed or you can't cope or you're not worthy of it, cry. I, I urge you, cry out to God. He's, like I've said before, he's not going to fail you. He's just going to reassure you that you are worthy, you have value, you can do this, nothing is too big. He can give you all the strength and the wisdom and guidance that you need. So maybe your kids are grown up or they live in a different country, but there is always an opportunity to be a mother in a church. Titus 2, 3-5 says, Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live not to be slanderers and addicted to too much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, and be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to the husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. All of us ladies here are of different ages. We have different backgrounds. We've had different journeys growing up. Some of us have had more experience. So can I just ask you, as women of the church, can we actually take advice of the older Christian women who have raised their children in the faith? We can learn so much about a Christian character of being a good wife and a good mother. We need the older ladies to step up and mentor the younger women of the church on how to be a godly mum. Because like we said before, it isn't easy. We have so much coming against us. Find a Christian mum who you can confide in and who you can relate to or who you're comfortable with. Okay, this isn't even on here, but I'll share. A few years ago, Pastor Paul was up here and he said, who is your spiritual mum and dad? And I looked at Matt and went, I haven't got one. Are we meant to have one? And I felt like I was missing out. And in my head, I'm like, who can I ask? Oh, Fiona Jeremiah, Karen Alquist. And I was thinking, and, but, and I was like, Lord, open the door, please show me, have someone come up to me and go, Hayley, can I be your spiritual mum? then I know for sure that it's from him and that's who he wants me to have. And it was actually the person who I least expected. It was Auntie Dolly, who they're not here today. They're out on an outing. She hasn't got children. But my gosh, has she got a heart for the kids. She hasn't just got a heart for the children. She's got a heart for everyone. Now, the Lord guiding me to Auntie Dolly, also to Uncle Peter, they are a huge, um, a huge part of our family. Now, like I say, I've got my mum and dad. Matt's got his mum and dad in the UK. But we, Matt and I often chat and say, oh, 
we've, we've prayed and we will continue to pray that our parents have a heart for the Lord because they've told us they're not interested in our faith. And I said to my mum and dad, but by you not being interested and not wanting to be part of, that's our entire life and our children's life. And it, it really hurt. The Lord just says, just keep praying. So that's what we do. But we have a surrogate, spiritual mum and dad and grandparents to our children. To our children. We allow them to discipline our children to speak into their lives. They treat, they take them out for milkshakes sometimes, and, but they come and they're part of our family, they're part of our home, and it's just natural. It's easy. In fact, if they haven't been over for a few days, the kids would be like, where's Auntie Dolly and Uncle Peter? Like, they really, so really, what I'm saying is, is even if you haven't got children or they're grown up, it's really important to have that spiritual mum and dad it really is important, so I'm glad to say that we now have one. So all of you, all of you mummies here today, all of you are so worthy. Even in your deepest, darkest moments where you feel like walking out the door and not coming back. There's some times where I think it is so overwhelming. Sometimes I think to myself, not very often, but sometimes I think to myself, should I just pack my bag and go? Matt and kids would be all right. Because when I'm tired, we've, like, we've obviously we've got older children and younger children and sometimes Matt will wake up and go good morning baby I had such a great sleep and my eyes are like and they sting and I can't open them properly and it's like sandpaper when I blink and he goes how many times did you get woken up last night and I go I lost count and there's not one part of my being that wants to get out of bed There's not one part of me that wants to adult. I want to phone up my mum and go, Mum, I don't want to do it today. But I can't because I'm mum. My children are waiting for me. God bless me with them. He's entrusted me with them. And when I don't feel adequate or when I'm feeling lonely or desperate, or I just can't do this anymore. I call out to the Lord. Our neighbour must think I'm crazy sometimes. I'm like, Lord, please just give me the strength. Please just give me the strength, I ask you. I know I can do it, only in your strength, not my own. So then I have my cup of coffee and the day just, <laughs> the day just evolves. But I'm really just trying to emphasise here, reach out to your Heavenly Father. He created you. He chose you. He chose you. So you are worthy. You are exactly the right mum to your children. He never makes mistakes, ever. He never makes mistakes. 
he doesn't make mistakes and he always keeps his promises and his word is truth. So I just want to thank all of you lovely mums here. I want to thank you for all that you are and all that you do tirelessly every day. It doesn't go unnoticed. Sometimes you feel like it's not appreciated, but it is. It truly is. I was sitting in bed this morning and I can hear Matt saying to Chloe, get Toby dressed, James emptied the dishwasher, so-and-so do so-so, so-and-so do something. All those things that mum gets up and do, there was a little army out there doing it before I got out of bed this morning. We are unique, we are special, we are loved, we are important, we are so worthy and we are valued. Don't let anyone tell you any different because it's not truth and we're not going to let the enemy get a a foot in. We're not going to do it. So I'm going to just... Actually, do you know what? Before I close, I'm going to ask, could each of you just close your eyes just for a minute or so? Just focus on your mum. Regardless of what your relationship is, lay that down. Picture her face and know that she was someone's baby knitted in her mum's womb. We all make mistakes. We all hurt each other intentionally or unintentionally. But we have to ask the Lord to forgive us for that. Just picture her face and just thank the Lord for all that she is. Love her and honour her. Maybe he'll show you something that maybe you need to say to her. Maybe he'll show you for things that you need to lay down and hand over to him to take away the hurt. Maybe he's just saying, go up to her and give her an extra big squish. He gave us each of our mums. He chose our mums. Let's love her and respect her and honour her, regardless of disappointment. We'll just have a minute. Heavenly Father, I hold each of our beautiful mothers up to you today and every day. Thank you for creating us and loving us as much as you do, perfect in your image. We thank you for choosing our children for each and every one of us. We thank you that you show us that we are worthy even when we feel less than adequate. May we continue to look for you in comfort, for strength and wisdom 
in our daily lives with the smallest to the biggest of things. So we love you and we honour you and we give you all the glory. Amen. I've just seen that our children come in and I think they've been busy making things for their mum. So if they'd like to go to, if you want to go to your mummies and give you their gifts. I hope you had fun in there. (sighs) Anyway, it's a happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your day. Wow, thank you so much, Haley. Why don't we just give her another big hand for a great message this morning. Thank you, Haley, for being so vulnerable and being so open with us. Really appreciate it. Makes us love you more. Um, well, mums, we, um, we, we've outdone ourselves as dads and husbands here today. Um, if you can notice the balance of the stage design, I'd like to point that out. Uh, can you see that? How balanced that is? I watched that TV show with some interior decorator last night and I learned about balance. Um, and then, uh, then at the back, you'll see an incredible feast. Uh, just incredible. But I just want to point Please, this is for mums first today. So um, ladies first. This is where you get the cream of the crop. You get to choose. There is all sorts of delicious, delectable things. I don't know if there's much in the way of savory. Kyle, did savory turn up? Yes? Well, I know we've got savory and sweet. But I just want to say to you, just to warn you in advance, there are salted caramel profiteroles. There are... Cream profiteroles, there are vanilla profiteroles, there's incredible cheesecake, two of the most delicious cheesecakes I could find. There's mud cakes, there's tuna pastry or whatever things. It's delicious. So ladies, you get to go first. But before we do that, I want to pray a blessing over you. And um, ladies, I just want, I really, I really want you to understand that the way God has designed things is that he gives us the power to bless and that when we speak blessings, we are releasing God's purposes over your life. So don't hear this from me. Hear this from your Heavenly Father today. Heavenly Father, as a man, as a husband, as a son, as a a brother, as a pastor, as a leader, as a father, God, I just now want to thank you for inventing mums. What a brilliant invention. I just think of how capable they are, how gorgeous they are, how full of affection and how strong they are. And I just marvel at your handiwork. And so I want to bless every mother in this room today. I ask that they would know you in all of your amazing brilliance and glory and creativity and strength and love and kindness. They'd have the capacity to receive all of that from you today. Enlarge their hearts. Make a space in their hearts to receive from you today in a way they haven't before. I bless you with that, ladies. 
I bless you with joy unspeakable and full of glory in being a mother and raising sons and daughters. The joy of seeing children become teenagers and teenagers become adults and adults become winners in life. I bless you with the capacity to pray, to pray insightful and faithful and prevailing prayers over your children that will ensure that they have a foundation in their life until the day they go to glory. I bless you with peace, knowing that you can trust your Father in in heaven to look after your family in a way that you could never do so you can rest. I bless you today, this day, to experience the fullness of Jesus in your relationships with your husbands, with your children, with your friends, with your family, and with the Holy Spirit. Enjoy your day, ladies. God bless. Amen.